Greetings and welcome to The Well. I'm your host, Sean Barkley. So glad to have you along. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast in the early parts of 2019, you probably are familiar with the story of an actor, fairly well-known, I don't know who he is, lives in Chicago, or at least he was in Chicago, was the apparent victim of a hate crime, and uh, he became a, a real significant national story. Now there's some question as to whether or not the hate crime actually took place. There are some who are wondering if he even staged the entire crime. And so I don't want to mention his name because it's really not important to our conversation, and we don't know if he was the victim of a crime or if he uh, was one who put on this huge hoax. We just don't have that information. But here's what I'm thinking about. Why would he do it? I mean, why would someone stage something like that? What occurs to me, there are several reasons that he might have done it or someone would do something like that. One is to gain notoriety, to be elevated in the eyes of other people. He's getting his 15 minutes of fame. He's been on all kinds of talk shows and news shows. Uh, Another reason to do that is to elicit sympathy from people so that they give you certain um, emotional support. You know, he's trying to get people to feel sorry for him. And, of course, there's the obvious. Maybe he's just trying to monetize what has happened and hoping that it'll advance his career. Whatever the case may be, if he, in fact, did that, he did that because he's trying to please the people around him. He's trying to gain favor with the people around him. He's trying to influence the people around him. He did it solely to create something in people's minds that would reflect back on him. He did it to please people. And I want to talk about that today. I've been reading uh, Paul's letter to the Galatians. And Paul, in the first chapter, sets out these competing visions of how we live our lives. In fact, let me just read the text. This is from the Good News Bible Translation. Paul writes, Does this sound if I'm trying to win human approval? No, indeed. What I want is God's approval. Am I trying to be popular with people? If I were still trying to do so, I would not be a servant of Christ. In other words, he's saying, okay, on the one hand, I could be a people pleaser trying to gain human approval, or on the other hand, I can be a God pleaser and try to be a servant of Christ. And so he sets up this differing vision for how we live our lives. So what about you? Would you say, I am solely or chiefly or primarily a people pleaser, or I am someone who lives to please God? And even as I say that, It's rife with landmines. Let me explain. So on the one hand, we say we don't want to be a people pleaser, but isn't it true that sometimes serving people can be pleasing to them, helping people can be pleasing to them? There is a sense where God says, hey, one of the great commands is do you love your neighbor as yourself? And so we're to be outwardly focused on helping and serving and caring for others. And on the other hand, When we say we're supposed to be pleasing to God, it can lapse into sort of a works righteousness. You know what I mean by that? That that we're thinking, okay, I'm like an actor on a stage, and I've got to perform for God and, and hope and pray that God claps for me, that God will only approve of me if I do certain things, if I act a certain way. I've got to go all out to please God when the truth is God has already accepted you and me. If we are walking with Christ, God has said, I I am pleased with you. I'm not thinking about your sins. I'm not thinking about your flaws. I know that you are forgiven, and I know that you are my child. 
And so you can see how it's dangerous. On the one hand, to say, well, I don't want to be a people pleaser. Well, that can lapse into this thinking of, to heck with people, it's all about me and God. And on the other hand, to say, I want to be a God pleaser, but we fall into the trap of thinking we've got to do certain things to make God love us and to gain God's approval. Paul says, no, what I want to do is serve Christ and not just seek the approval of humanity. Jesus talked about this a lot. In fact, I love what he said. It's recorded in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said, now listen, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. In other words, don't do the right thing for the wrong reason. Don't practice righteous living, which is to have a right relationship with God and to be aligned with God's will. Don't do the right thing for the wrong reason, which is simply to be seen by others. And unlike any good speaker, Jesus, the greatest speaker of all time, gives an example. He goes on, When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners that they may be seen by others. In other words, they're doing the right thing, aren't they? They're praying, but they're doing it for the wrong reason. They're motivated by being noticed by others. And when you fast, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. They're doing the right thing. They're fasting, which is a spiritual discipline. It can be powerful. But why are they doing it? So that other people are going to have a reaction. They're people pleasers. Sometimes I read psychology today. I, I have found some of the articles to be helpful. It, it doesn't always... It isn't always consistent with my worldview or my, my view of, of life and faith. But I came across an article some time ago asking the question, are you a people pleaser? And as, as you know, I'm a pastor, and you can't help it if you're in ministry, have a little bit of this desire just to be a people pleaser, to gain the approval of the church, to gain the approval of the community, uh, to gain the approval of the governing board of the church. That's what, that's what you just have to do. It's your livelihood. And I really have to battle that. So the writer of the article, her name's Amy Morin, she makes a couple of interesting observations. So take this test with me. Do you pretend to agree with everyone? If the answer is yes, then maybe you are lapsing into being a people pleaser and just trying to go for the approval of other people. And I think we do that. You know, we're in a crowd of people. Maybe you hear a joke that's not appropriate or a story that's not appropriate, or there's this kind of bashing or gossiping about another person that is not appropriate or faithful, and we just kind of go along and agree because we want the approval of the people standing in that group. Here's another one. You feel responsible for how other people feel. Hmm. You ever do that? Feel this deep sense of responsibility. Oh, I got to make sure everybody's okay. I got to make sure everybody's happy. I got to make sure everybody feels a certain way. Years ago, I went to an Al Anon meeting. Are you familiar with Al Anon? It's not Alcoholics Anonymous, which is to help people who are struggling with alcoholism, but actually, Al Anon helps people who are dealing with folks struggling with alcoholism. And so, in Al Anon, you have spouses of people struggling with alcoholism and parents of children struggling or children of parents who are struggling, or siblings, or friends, whatever the case may be. And one of the things you learn in Al-Anon 
is to not let the behavior of the other people around you dictate the way you feel about yourself and also to release control over how that person's behaving. We cannot make another person stop drinking alcohol in that certain case, in that example. We can't do it. And so you basically say, I'm not going to participate in what you're doing. If you and I are a people-pleasing person, we have trouble with that. Because what we want to do is make sure everybody's happy. Make sure everybody feels good. And then there's one more that Amy mentions in her article that I think is really, at least kind of hits me between the eyes. And that is you act like the people around you. You know what a chameleon is. A chameleon essentially adapts to its surroundings physically. And so if a chameleon is in a big pile of sand, it's the color of the sand. If it's in the grass, it's the color of the grass. Whatever the case may be. And there are human beings who are chameleons. We just kind of go along. And whatever setting we find ourselves in, well, that's what we reflect. If you find yourself doing that, you are what Paul would call a people pleaser, someone who is seeking human approval. And I think that's something that we all deal with. And Paul is careful to say, that's not the way God wants us to live. Rather, God wants us to be one who pleases Him. I like what he says, Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 5, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works. And what are they going to do? And give glory to God the Father who is in heaven. In other words, we shift now when we think about what it means to be someone who pleases God. The things we do aren't geared toward having people look at us and say, wow, look at how great that person is. I want to be around him or her. Rather, we please God when what we say and what we do directs the attention of others to God. Let your light shine. You see, God can be glorified through our actions. And therefore, we're shifting the way we think. I'm not going to spend all my time worrying about gain, gaining approval of the people around me. I'm going to spend my time living my life in such a way that is faithful to God and draws other people's attention to Him. I mean, when I preach a sermon, and as you know, I'm a Presbyterian pastor, I struggle sometimes with the notion this is just kind of true confession here, and a lot of pastors, I believe, would say the same thing. I struggle with wanting people to say, man, that was a great sermon. I mean, that's what we want. I mean, you know, you're, you're standing up there in front of hundreds of people, and, you know, you're, you're live online and all this kind of stuff, and you're thinking, I just would love for people to say, man, that guy is a great preacher. But that's looking for human approval. What I've learned over the years to pray is that when people hear a sermon, they don't say, man, what a great preacher. They say, wow, what a great God and what a great Savior we have. The goal is that people will look at our actions and glorify God. That's what's pleasing to God. And so think about the way you live. Here's what I'm thinking about. I'm not trying to do a tap dance so that God's going to approve of me. But if I, do, if I live a life of honesty... That's pleasing to God. And a life of honesty may gain the approval of others. It may not. To live a life of humility, that's what God calls us to. One of the early church fathers wrote that pride is chief among all sin. If we live a life of quiet humility and dignity, that reflects on God. If we just love God and, and set aside time for God and spend time with God, that is pleasing to God. 
And again, we don't do it like what Jesus was saying in Matthew chapter six, so that others are gonna say, wow, look at how holy that person is. No, we do it because we wanna have a relationship with the living God and live a life that is pleasing to him. And so a thought for this week and maybe a challenge, I'm gonna take it as well. Think about life, maybe do an inventory and ask the question, am I living a life to gain the approval of others, people, or am I living a life of service to God, caring only about God's approval, knowing that it's already there, knowing that he approves of me, am I living in response to that great gift of salvation that we have in Christ? Indeed, Paul's right. There are two competing views of life. One view is I'm gonna gain the approval of people. The other is I'm gonna gain the approval of God. And here's the good news, let me say it again. You don't have to gain God's approval, you got it. And so we just live in the joy and light of that incredibly good news that in Jesus Christ we are accepted. And so we can live our lives free from having to please people and manage the impressions they have of us. Friends, I hope you have a great day. Again, my name is Sean Barkley. If you'd like to see our worship at Crestview Church, it's crestviewchurch.com. Would love to hear from you. My email address is Sean Barkley, S-H-A-W-N-B-A-R-K-L-E-Y, the number 13 at gmail.com. Have a blessed day.